Hello and welcome to Nerd Subculture. I'm your host, Jared. And I'm Edwina. And if you listen to this, this is our Once More We're Feeling series on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Today, we are doing Season 5, Episode 13, Blood Ties. This episode first aired February 6, 2000. Written by Stephen S. DeKnight and directed by David Greshman. Over to you, Eddie. This is a full spoiler podcast. I'm a huge fan, but Jared has never watched the series all the way through and I'm trying to convince him it's worth his time. Well, at least these episodes are picking up a bit yeah. now. We're getting to the main plot. Yes. Yeah. We've got yeah. past the boring stuff. Yeah. Now we're actually like doing stuff that we've been building up for a while. Yeah. And sort of, yeah. Continuing on with that, which was great, I think. Yes, a definitely. Good, a bit of good return to form. Yeah, and we are also back from a little bit of a longer hiatus than normal. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah, Eddie, of course, had a very sore throat, which... I was a little bit sick and lost my voice. And so. it was the greatest month of my life. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Which put a bit of a delay on putting out any new episodes. Yeah, yeah, and laziness. The laziness in there as well. The past week was laziness because I've I've been hassling you. <laughs> oh, I know. I take a few days to get my ass into gear, don't I? Yes. Too much Jurassic Park. Yeah, you're playing too much video, too many video games. Playing mm. too many video games. I know. I have my little too much runs. daddy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Son's got the same issue. I've no idea where he gets that from. <laughs> no idea. No idea. No idea no why idea. all he no wants idea. to do is play video games. So uh, this episode, Eddie, what was it like watching it the first time? What's it like rewatching it for you? Coming back to this one. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, as you said, it, it feels like we're getting into the real crux of the what the season is about. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So yeah, this is you know an overarching episode. Uh, you know, um, and it, it's not a bad episode. Um, like you cannot, like you can't skip this Unskippable. episode. Okay, yeah. Um, but it is a dawn central episode, which yeah, mm, yeah. I know what you mean by about that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, which is kind of gets to the point of I don't particularly. It's not that I don't like this episode. It was just it's. You don't like dawn. Yeah. Um. And, you know, like eventually she will grow on me. Um, but She was extra bratty in this yeah, episode, I look, felt. Yeah. So Dawn, unfortunately, isn't a particularly likable character. No. Uh, and, you know, the, the bratty sibling dynamics can be done really well, uh, but it just hasn't been done. Like that, that can be the main plot of a TV series is bratty TV, like bratty was, kids. Wasn't like and, Gilmore Girls? Pretty much about that. No, they were mum and daughter. Oh, that, oh, okay. <laughs> I thought daughter. they were sisters. No, they're mum oh. and daughter. Well, they're like five years apart, those two, aren't they? Well, she had a, had her daughter very young. Okay, all right. That was sort of the point of the. Oh series. right, I never watched it. Okay. <laughs> well, Succession is a current show that's sort of about family, di- like you know, sibling dynamics. Okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah, as I said, it can be done and it can make for interesting television, but on Buffy, it just misses the mark. And I think it is because of the way that Dawn gets portrayed as they've leaned so far into the sweet, innocent child yeah. elements of it. Uh, and she, she, yeah, she just does come off as, you know, a little bit, bit of a brat, mm. um, 
yeah, but th- there's some things that happen in this that she should be rightfully upset about. Yeah, yeah. Well, she has. Uh, yeah, she's definitely got grounds to be upset. Like so. She really does. Um, and question her own existence. You know, she gets put into put in this position of questioning her whole existence, like this yeah. full existential crisis that she goes through. Yeah. Um, Which I, ha- I think she does handle surprisingly well, I have to say. Yes. Considering that, you know, yeah. existential crisis of being only alive for f- five months and your whole yeah. life being a lie. Yeah. So. And all yeah. your memories are a lie. Everything you know is a lie. Yeah. Um, yeah, she pretty much gets the whole her whole world turned on its head. Yeah, but yeah, you don't forgive her her brattiness. That's the problem. Yeah, true that. Um, and as I said, this this episode isn't bad, and it does have some good elements. But when I went to do my notes, I was really struggling to answer the favorite questions. Oh, so was I actually. Yeah, because <laughs> I was I was sort of struggling. I've kind of written some answers. Because, I'm not too convinced on them, but yeah, it's the best I could do. But because the episode is memorable for its bad elements surrounding Dawn, it's nothing so, good. Um, did you want to do that? All right, yeah, do the summary and let's get back to it. After getting new information from the Watchers Council, the Scooby Gang gathers to discuss Buffy's birthday plans and how to deal with the threat of glory. Xander suggests hunting down the key that Glory is after, forcing Buffy and Giles to admit that they know where it is and Dawn's true origins. Given the new knowledge, everyone becomes awkward around Dawn. At Buffy's birthday gathering, Dawn confronts the group about their consistent secrecy and runs into her room. Later, she sneaks out and runs into Spike, who helps her break into the magic shop to find Giles' book about the key. As they read, Dawn realises the truth and breaks down. Dawn emerges at the party, bleeding from a self-inflicted knife wound, tearfully questioning what she is. Buffy and Joyce are horrified that Dawn has found out the truth and the party is brought to an abrupt end. The next day, Dawn struggles to come to terms with her origins and lashes out at her family. She overhears part of a conversation between Joyce and Buffy, misunderstands and runs away. Same trope, same trope. Again and again. Dawn eventually finds herself at Sunnydale Memorial, where she tries to get answers from the psych ward patients. She encounters Ben, who freaks out upon learning she is the key and transforms into glory. What? Ben is glory? What? (laughs) Oh my god. Dawn questions glory to gather information about the nature of the key. Buffy arrives just in time to save Dawn from being drained by glory. Willow and Tara perform a spell to teleport Glory elsewhere and Buffy shows Dawn that they are sisters bound by blood and they head home, with Dawn slowly starting to accept her true nature. She recalls Ben's presence but cannot remember what happened to him. Whoa. What's up with that? Yeah. All right, I will get into that in a sec. Yeah. But the first thing I actually want to talk about is Buffy telling the gang about Dawn. Uh-huh. Because they're all they're all upset that she kept it a secret and they should have known like they were like kind of angry at her for keeping it from them. But literally <laughs> uh, her instincts were correct in not telling them. Because pretty much immediately after telling them, they all start acting so weird around Dawn. Yeah. That yeah. she clocks on that something's going on. Yeah. Because every time she enters a room, people stop talking. 
Yeah, it's kind of like those government secret things where they have secrets mm. that don't tell people and you're kind of like, oh, they should share it all, but you know, maybe they shouldn't because mm. people will act differently yes. and can cause issues. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. I mean, eventually she's going to have to tell them though. Well, so that's the thing. Well, the other it's thing catch is, 22, isn't but the it? other thing is if she was going to tell them knowing that they're not, None of them are particularly good at keeping secrets. Like it's been already. Um, well, no one's good at keeping secrets. Let's be honest. You uh, can't trust anyone. It's not about trust. It's the like it's already been proven that none of them can keep a secret. Well, they've got terrible poker faces too. I yeah. think that's the other problem. Yeah. Uh, so if she was going to tell tell them, she probably should have also told Dawn at the same same time. How do you tell someone that though? <laughs> You're not real. <laughs> By the way, you were just you're just a beam of energy that well, was created. The other, yeah, like well the other thing is is that if she had have told well, Dawn doesn't deal with finding out that she is the key very well and her behaviour is that of a, you know, sort of a frustrated child. <laughs> yeah. Um, who has no control over the situation. But I do think, like, what do you think her reaction would be like if she had have told her? Um, outright with like sat down with the gang, Joyce, Giles, and her like they all sat down and told her, and they tell the gang as well. How do you think Dawn would have reacted in that situation? Uh, like would it have been this? It would it have still been a similar reaction? I guess so. Yeah, it was always going to blow up. I guess. Um, I guess the sort of the problem being is she got the information slowly that something was wrong and then it took her a while to well, work she out had a what, couple, she, well, she, what had... she was and then what who Glory was and how they were connected. Mm. So she kind of got all those bits and pieces of information sort of all separately. And all in and, different and, orders. Yeah, in different <laughs> orders and, and could really struggled to piece it all together, what it all really meant. So possibly once she got all the information that Glory's a well she only found out she was a god the previous episode so mm. Glory's a god but she'd already, she needs a but key she'd seen her and Dawn is the key so but Dawn had seen her seen like Dawn had actually met Glory in the previous episode yeah but yeah like Dawn had kept like i think the past couple of episodes Dawn Dawn has been hovering in the hallways mm, <laughs> she a also, lot. she also does it twice in this episode <laughs> Um, I think I said that when I was talking about like is it does anyone someone want to go check the corner around there just, just <laughs> do quickly? Want to shut the door. Just do you maybe not want to have this super secret meeting in the house with the super secret key? Hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean. Well, I I would have thought she would probably have the reaction that they're just playing a cruel jo- joke on it. Yeah. But because she didn't know. Um, it did put her in danger because she yeah. didn't actually realise how dangerous Glory was. Mm. Well, see, as I said, they only found out the previous episode that she was a god. Like, mm. So they, they didn't know what they were up against. They don't know how to destroy her. You kind of feel like you would tell them when you know how to fix the situation and how to run it and how to cope with it. So you're finding out bits and pieces and then finding out she's a god and like, how do you kill a god? Uh, maybe the best time to tell her is when you've already got the solution. You've already got it under control. So I know what we're going to do. We're going to go up and um, spit in her face or something. And then they'll <laughs> we're going to we're going to run away, sir. <laughs> You're a genius. <laughs> yeah. uh, not a bad plan. Um, yeah. So uh, it's 
I don't know. It's it, it is a hard situation because if Dawn had have known the previous episode, how would she have reacted around Glory? Mm. Like she was quite confident and snarky towards her. Yeah, like sassy, unsassy little yeah, teenage exactly. girl. If she'd been like hovering in the corner, that might might have twigged her on possibly that oh you know mm. she, uh, she's the key and you know that's the end of uh, the show right there. I'd say. Yeah. So that's a positive or a reason to keep it a secret because that way she could play it straight. And it was buck it was buffing but, with the bad poker face in that episode. Yeah. Uh but I will give some credit to Dawn because she does end up getting quite a bit of information about the key. <laughs> she uh so she goes to the psych ward because as uh Spike put it, the lunatics are the ones that can tell that she's the key, like they can yeah. see through it. And she gets some answers from that brain-sucked knight mm, yeah. um, about what the key represents to him. Uh, and then she manages to get information from Glory. And she does a Black Widow I was gonna say, interrogation. It was a very Black Widow interrogation. <laughs> yes, yes. Very, very... Uh, Where Glory thought she it. was the one in, in control of the situation. Yeah, but she tweaked on very quickly what she was doing. Yeah. Like, oh, what do you think I'm a... <laughs> a Russian drug lord? Yes. Yeah. So... Oh, and and in doing that, she also does buy buy herself some time as well. Well, it, uh, yeah, time's on her side because like a psycho like Glory is always going to yammer on. And, yes, and, yeah, um, she obviously loves the sound of her own voice. He starts monologuing. He starts yeah. like this prepared speech. Yeah. Yes, she loves her monologuing. She loves the sound of her own voice. Mm. She loves. She's just talking about how she loves silk on her skin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I will get to the next point. Yep. The big, big reveal of this episode. Ben is Glory. Einhorn glory is, is Ben. Finkel. They are one Finkel and the same. One and the same. Brothers or something? They are not, no, they, they inhabit the same body. Oh they are God. not siblings. They. You knew that man. they were connected. You just had no idea. There were, there were lots of hints because there was that scene where you saw him walk into the change room and then she was there. Mm-hmm. So, did you twig onto that the first time you watched it, or was that a big reveal? It was actually a big reveal, yeah. to be honest. Like, uh, you knew something. Well, yeah, you knew something was going on, hmm. and you knew that they knew each other. But yeah, you, you, they'd kind of left the red herring that, like, because he had talked about a sister, so yeah. you were still thinking there was there was some sort of connection. But yeah, I had no idea that they were in, going to be inhabiting the same body. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, kind of like a Jackal Hyde, Yin Yang situation. Well, considering he he was he is a doctor. Yeah, yeah. doctors sometimes think they're gods. Ooh. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you know, and it also continues that uh, the season long theme of duality. So, I push my fingers. not that duality. <laughs> yeah. So, so who else? Who else has got the duality? Or just, just oh, him? like you know the episode, like the replacements. Um, what, what was that episode? One where Xander gets split in two. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there'll be more examples of okay. it. Okay, all right, yeah. Um, so I think like Dawn and Gloria almost a duality as well, like the innocence and the evil. Yeah. Your chosen family versus your blood kin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Uh 
All right. We see the Knights of Byzantium again. Nick. <laughs> the Knights of Nick. Nick. Um, uh, and again, um, they say that they return in greater numbers. There's four of them. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently they're like ants. Ants at a picnic. First there's one, then there's two, and then the picnic's ruined. Um, <laughs> of the crazy 88s. <laughs> Not actually 88 of um, them. <laughs> again, um, like, yeah, so you get Glory fighting them. Uh, there's one of what like what I noticed this time around. There's like the, one of uh, Glory's minions swings on like a rope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, where the hell did that rope come from? Yeah, <laughs> he did, didn't he? Yeah, must have been there. Like, oh, they're gonna meet here later. I'm gonna gonna set up this rope and swing in there and and then immediately die. <laughs> yeah. So, watching this again, uh. They are still a walking plot hole because, like, how did they get there? How has no one noticed these guys in medieval armour just sitting in a paddock? Where do you buy chainmail from? <laughs> they have no supplies with them. There's no tents. There's no transport. Um, they're just sitting chanting around a fire. On s- Whose property is that? Like, where is that? <laughs> like, um... <laughs> I don't have answers to these questions. I'm guessing we're never going to get them. Um, no. And no. and why? Why do they just fight with swords and bows and arrows? And well, I've been saying that from day dot. No one uses guns enough in this show. Um, but but they're supposed to be this grand, vast army of four people. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much designed to stop glory. So why aren't they even using like you know magic and mystical weapons to defeat this god like there's they don't have like that dragons like they don't have they haven't like harnessed the power of that dragon sphere mm. thing like like what is their point there is no <laughs> point to these guys i think they're just meant to be like the religious symbolism of how useless Christianity is, I don't know. Jeez, like gut punch there. <laughs> All right, maybe yeah. not. Okay, that, that's probably <laughs> taking it a bit far. Um, but yeah, they're just but- completely pointless. So they were going to fight with the what are they elves or de- what are they those? Ah, uh, they just called Glory's minions. Min- just minions, yeah. Just okay, um, got their asses handed to them too. Yeah, like she just cuts through them all like butter. I mean, the the Knights of Need like killed the minions pretty easy. Yeah. Like I'm not sure what they'll going to try and do. Like they were no match for them. Surprised, just um, Glory just didn't go and take them out in the first place. Glory did. She just. Well, why send the minions in? I don't know, for dramatic effect. Okay, yeah. To make them think that they're winning for a second. Yeah. Just toying with them, maybe? Just toying with them. Yeah, but she saved her favourite minion. Yeah. Kevin, is it? I don't know. I can't remember what his name is. Stuart? Yeah, she has lots of she has lots yeah. of minions. But there's that main minion, though, the main one. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, she has lots of minions. Yeah. Um, probably more minions than there are knights. <laughs> her own army. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the fact that they haven't harnessed any god defeating weapons, they're still just what there was something with the sword, like when he was they were swinging that around as if that had some power or something. Was no. that no? No, no, it was no. the fact that oh, yeah, and they're just sitting around a fire chanting like that. That's all they were doing. Yeah, got to do something around. in your downtime, I guess, when you're, they're you know, not, yeah, you're marching sit around. across the country in your huge army. <laughs> 
bitch. Um, like, <laughs> like as I said, I wish that they'd showed them like using magic. Yeah. Uh, so using weapons from a thousand years ago is not as effective. Well, even using I don't think using modern modern weapons would work, but some sort of mystical weapon like maybe like the boomstick from the last episode, hmm. something similar to that that um like even what the shot ashes boomstick. No, that oh. I can't even like I can't actually remember the name of the, the figure Gora or whatever okay, it was. Okay, right. Um that the Toth demon had. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um not from last episode. It was a few episodes. Oh, the, oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah, the big axe he had or something. Oh no, that. Well, oh, no? yeah, even the troll uh, hammer. Ag- yeah, troll <laughs> like, hammer. Yeah, like like some sort of some sort of mystical weapon would be better than. I think a rocket launcher would would, would go astray. Like a- I think it'd do a bit too much collateral damage. Like I'm thinking more like god weapon designed that, magic. Yeah. But they don't seem too phased about um to. Uh, Collateral damage, do they? They seem like the end goal would be to. I mean, they almost killed the Slayer. Yeah. So. Again, probably. I'd Pro- probably. Probably the best thing they weapon they would have to defeat her. Yeah, I don't think it would. I don't think her. She's met, she's also very physically strong. I don't think it would stop her for for long. Yeah. I'm trying to say guns aren't always the answer, Jared. <laughs> guns are not always the answer. Apache. Helicopter? No. Dropping a helicopter on it. No, don't drop it on her. Like, <laughs> use it to fire at her. <laughs> I just, I don't think bullets would pierce her skin, Jared. That's the point. Rick a dress. It that'd, might rip her dress and piss her off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it wouldn't kill her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, some, as I said, magic is probably a more powerful weapon against her. Yeah. Which is proven because uh, Willow managed to manages to actually hurt her. In some way. <laughs> well, it didn't really hurt it. Just well, cut. it got her. It got her out of the room. <laughs> yeah, it got her out of the room. I mean, that's something. Just keep doing that, can you? Not really, because no? you see, it takes its toll on Willow. She ends up with like a blood nose. Oh and yeah, that's they a, have to pretty much carry her out. Every of the time room. you use that sort of powers, you get a little blood nose thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, she sort of collapses to the floor when she does, or mm. she claps her hands. What does she say? Oh, I can't remember. Expande or something. Yes. Yes. Expodus. Expelliarmus. Expelliarmus. <laughs> and claps her hands, throws glitter on her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love her reaction. What the fuck is this glitter? Glitter? <laughs> Who invited you know, her? ruining my dress. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, uh, I'll bring up. Xander, Xander bringing up that Dawn has a crush on him as a, you know, acting like it's a badge of honour because she's because uh, she's like a powerful key being thingy. Mm. <laughs> a little creepy, I guess. Just a little creepy. I, I don't think it's know. aged very well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Considering that she's insert character too, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So, hmm. Mm. Gross. All right, we'll uh, <laughs> let that one go to the keeper. But I, I do believe they actually do have a relationship in the comics. Is that something that happens? I believe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think she's like an actual adult. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's yeah, I don't know much about the law, but it is uh, set some time forward. And I think isn't Buffy a lesbian as well? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Bye. I think bye. she's bye. Yeah. Oh, whatever. I don't care. Yeah. 
It's not canon. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so this episode is steeped in, you know, themes of identity and self-discovery and um, and the season represents the, you know, the end of adolescence. Um, so this this episode is quite fitting with what Dawn is going through. Mm-hmm. Uh, the issue is, is that they rely on that bloody trope of her standing in the doorways. Again. And finding out all these little pieces of misinformation <laughs> and no. misunderstanding the, the context of what people are saying. And she, she does it, twi- I think, twice. Oh, I'm it? over it. I'm over yeah, it. I, yeah. I, I just roll my eyes every time. <laughs> I'm, rolling it, I'm rolling my eyes right now. Um, and look, like I just wish they'd find, found another way of building the tension of will she find out or won't she? Um, well, I did like how she saw that Giles had a book and was sort of hiding it from her. Mm. Like that's a clever way to do it and then she finds that book. So that's and another other, variation you could do. Yes. Yeah. And the other thing is we haven't really grown to like her as a character. Um, we don't really care about her the way that the other characters do, like, yeah, we d- the audience definitely isn't invested in her. Yeah. Like, she's only just come in, so it feels like you could kill her off and it probably wouldn't be that much of a shock yeah. to, the, to the audience uh, and, at this stage. And, yeah, and they, they did lean a little too far into that sweet, innocent, bratty child. And she has too many tantrums in this episode. Yeah. The the big famous one is the get out, get out, get mm. out. Get out! <laughs> the squealy voice, which also actually um, mirrors something similar to what Glory has said in previous ep- in a previous uh, episode yes, as well. Yeah, yes, she has. Yep. Um, yeah. So there's a Hell reason. There is a reason why it's in there, but yeah, she, she's just you just haven't. Yeah, I want you want you should feel sorry for her, but you don't. Oh, I do feel so, look. I do feel some sympathy because there is some sentient consciousness there about the situation that she's in. You know, I mean, everyone can go through existential sort of crisis, but at the end mm. of the day, you know that you're real and everyone else is real, and everything you've done is real and experienced. But to find out that that is all bullshit is a, uh, you know, it's something like almost something someone was going through if they're having a, some sort of mental mental crisis or something. Where they yeah. fully believe that everyone was like, like it is, it is like a mental diagnosis people can have that they think that everyone's actors or everyone's fake and stuff like that, and that's yeah. like when people are going through some real harsh times in their lives and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and, how, and how to deal with that. So considering, I think, yeah, as I said before, I think she's handled it relatively well. I mean, you could almost replace the existential crisis she was having from not been able to go to a friend's party or something, you know, <laughs> yes. you could almost, you know, her reaction really is, you know, comparable to something like that almost. That yeah. You know, she, she can't go hang out with her friends or go to a concert to go see Justin Bieber or yeah. whatever it is girls are into now. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Bieber. I think it's Harry Styles. Harry Styles. Yeah. yeah. So tell you can't go ahead Harry Styles. Get out, get out! Get out! <laughs> yeah, so... Um, so, you know, she has a, her reality shattered and I still don't have a lot of empathy there. Um, and look, I think there is also this metaphor about adoption that's coming through a little bit. Um, you know, finding out that she's not born into the Summers family. Mm, yeah, um, yeah, I can And see she's that. only six months old. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> up until six months ago, she didn't exist. Yeah. Um, finding that out, yeah, definitely... 
a difficult time in your life. Um, and so there is a few layers there with those themes about family from family, you know, your chosen family versus your blood kin. Yeah. And both Joyce and Buffy had already talked about this, that it doesn't actually matter what Dawn was. Um, she is their family. She is their Dawn. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Um, well, probably the last point I'll bring up is Spike. Spike actually had a bit of a yeah, – he actually had something to do in this episode. Yeah, he did, yeah. Uh, yeah, he, him and Dawn had a little of doing crime, together. Yeah. doing crime together. He also kind of puts Buffy in her place. Yeah, well, she, yeah, she, she tries to blame him for for Dawn finding out. Yeah, I thought that was poor form on her behalf. On that, she obviously knew what had happened. That he didn't tell that she went there and found it, and then blamed him for it. Mm. Um, and he called her out, and you could see him like just. Twisting his moustache when he realised he had a, like, oh, you're you're having a go at me, yeah. When you're the one that fucked up, yeah, yeah, and yeah, that just plays right into what Spike does. He just loves that. He but relishes you know that. But he actually didn't really relish doing that. Like you kind of see when she leaves, he kind of does has this look of oh fuck, what have I just said? Like mm. he was. Oh, he said worse, but <laughs> no, but he realised that he'd actually really hurt her. <laughs> feeling, so to speak. Um, but he was telling her the truth. Yeah. That was probably hard to hear was that he didn't know she was the key. Yeah, right? he, he didn't know anything about the key. He knew nothing about yeah. what was going on. Yeah, he was like, I didn't know. I was just there. Like, I was just there to protect her because she was going to, like, she was going to find out because mm. she was trying to find out why you guys were acting so weird. Yeah. So she was looking for an he answer. chaperoned her. <laughs> Which was a nice thing to do, and uh, uh, because doesn't know how to put cigarette butts in, in bins. <laughs> but the whole thing is, but like Buffy's the Slayer. Like, surely there'd be a prize to piss off the Slayer by killing the kid's sister. <laughs> yeah. So, and Dawn running out into the night like that again, just she sort of lacks that resilience. And mm. I always wondered if they'd maybe made Dawn like a little more. A little bit more of a realistic 14-year-old, but like like an edgier 14-year-old. What's not realistic about her? Oh, uh, it's just that she f- she feels just very young. Okay. Um, And not really a child of divorce with a single parent. Like I just don't think she'd be that well, mm. you know. Maybe because the monks made her. Yeah. I don't know if we've spoken about I this I think we've before. spoken about, yeah, that uh, he's just made her in the image of what they think. They a, think a 14-year-old, <laughs> 14-year-old girl, girl, girl would be like. Would be like. Now, you could really have some fun with that. <laughs> yes. Where, she, uh, oh, I, know, I can't think, oh, my mind's gone blank at the moment. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I just feel like you could you could get some really, like, weird-ass lines that she could say in there and, you know, uh, I'm having my female period or something like that. <laughs> Odd things like that, like, huh? What? <laughs> look, look, I'm a bit out of sorts at the moment. I'm having a woman's period. Yes. So, something like that. Anyway, yep. went straight for that one, didn't I? Yes, you did. <laughs> um, I think that was pretty much... Uh, so, I've got some, a little cameo in this episode. Oh, uh, yes. What's a little cameo? Um, one of the crazy people in the hospital. The There was a black guy. Yeah. Um, Paul Bates, his name is. Yeah. He was in Coming to America. Right. As like the 
royal Vizard guy. You know, and he sang that song, you know, the She's your queen to be. I don't know. No? I haven't, haven't seen that movie for a while. Yeah, can I use a bathroom by myself? Very amusing, <laughs> my prince. Wipers! Okay. All right. Yeah, he had to, like the hat on, like that sort of, yeah, I don't know. All right. Yeah. Because his IMDb picture is like from that movie. It's about all he's done. All right. Yeah. Okay, had you seen this episode? Uh, no, I haven't seen this episode, no. And did you go down a rabbit hole? Well, uh, y- I wanted to mention the writer of this episode. You tried to lead me down this. <laughs> I said, just just look into him. Look just into just him. have a little look into so Stephen S. Knight. Stephen S. Knight. So, you know when someone has a initial that, you know, I don't know. shit's I think getting I, real. I think I was trying to go, does that name just look a little bit familiar? Because uh, what's her name? Rowling? Um, what's her full name? Rowling? Harry Potter? J.K. Rowling? Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't have a middle initial, but they <laughs> they told her to put it in there because... So it looks like J.K. Um, J.K. J- Rowling. But like, if you're a writer, you've got to have like some sort of initial. Yeah. It, look, it looks better. So I don't know if Stephen S. Knight actually has a middle name. Maybe you just put it in there. Tonight? No? Maybe. Maybe he does. <laughs> uh, yeah, this guy's written a lot of shows... That I like. Um, we can start with Buffy. He did some Angel as well. Yeah, so yeah, he ends yeah. up being a showrunner for Angel. For Angel, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Smallville? No, I never actually watched that show. <laughs> you watched it. I kind of watched it. So that means I did watch it. Kind of like Buffy. Uh, Spartacus, Blood and Sand. Which oh. you uh, I'll just I'll come back to that. There was Daredevil and Pacific Rim Uprising and Jupiter's Legacy. Yeah. But yeah, Spartacus, oh, well, that was a great show. <laughs> if you don't know what it was about, it, it's Gladiator meets 300. Yeah. Well, actually, it's more like Gladiator takes over 300, <laughs> throws it over a ledge and does no, all sorts of... What no, is it? Gladiator <laughs> it, yeah. takes 300 Yeah. and Game of Thrones it. Game of Thrones, <laughs> Thrones is it. it. Yeah. Um, I would say, oh, oh, Dollhouse as well. Did I say Dollhouse? No. Oh, okay, yeah, Dollhouse as well. Um, and uh, finished in 2011, 12, I would say up to that point, I don't know what's come out since. I would say it would surpass Game of Thrones as one of the most violent TV shows. Oh, it was shows. extremely violent. Um, so it was on Stars that, yeah. that station, and they used to take their sex and violence to 11. Oh, I'm, I'm telling you, there's like just... With so, this show, but with um, Spartacus, I had to stop watching it because it was actually too violent. And because they were doing that 300 thing where they would slow it down. Yeah, yeah. Um, you would literally see people's teeth like flying across the oh, room was, in slow motion. <laughs> I would say Oz was probably the most violent show prior to that. And this definitely took the top spot uh, by far. Yeah, so I think Another violent show. I think Joss Whedon's brother. Had something to do with Spartacus. I can't remember what it was. Oh, okay. I didn't see that. Um, I think his brother was a writer for that. The lead actor who played Spartacus was an Australian actor too, um, Andy White Whitfield. Sadly, passed away during the show. Uh, that was really sad. Barely mentioned here in Australia too. I was not mentioned on TV. I think I just saw a little article in the paper saying that he'd passed. He had some terminal cancer, and uh, yeah, unfortunately, passed. But the show was great. And one memorable thing from the show uh, was the way that they spoke. So they, they, 
they spoke in this very oddly Shakespearean sort of way, even though it's like ancient Rome where they wouldn't have spoke spoken <laughs> English. But yeah. But then they would throw in the vulgar language in between it all, which would just make it sound so odd. Remember, like some yes. of the, can you remember some of the things I would yes. say? You suck the cock that pisses, pisses on, on me. <laughs> yeah, you suck the cock that pisses on me. Stuff yeah. like that. Um, there was one where there's a scene where he's like having yeah, sex. Yeah, do with not, do not mention, don't, <laughs> don't, 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 don't. Tiberius, <laughs> place cock and ass, or then I might finish. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, recommend it. No, but I was going to say, you mentioned about the guy who got cancer. Yeah. That's why they ended up doing the, like they ended up doing like a prequel. Yeah, they did a prequel series. Oh, did I mention that Lucy Lawless is always in the show too? Yes. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, they did a prequel series hoping he would get better in the meantime, but he didn't in the end. Yeah, and, um, and so they ended up just continuing so they did that. It. So they did that series, yeah. Blood and, what's it called, Blood and Sand? Is that uh, Gods of the Arena. Gods of the Arena. Yeah, yeah. So they did the prequel and then... They came back and did the season, second yeah, season. I think they did an extra two, two or three seasons without yeah. him. So, and so they yeah recast him. Yeah, yeah, with another Aussie actor. I can't remember his name. Yeah. So, but uh, that was not my rabbit hole. Oh, you didn't end up going down a rabbit hole. No, that wasn't the oh, rabbit hole. That wasn't the ra- rabbit that, well, hole. Well, that was just an honourable mention because okay. you mentioned it. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's pretty interesting. What's the fre- frequency, Eddie? What are you? What's talking? the fre- frequency? I don't know what you're talking about. It's just a thing that the crazy people were kept muttering. What's the frequency? I don't know. You don't know the frequency? Uh, so isn't the key meant to be like a sort of... Uh, well, this was possibly a reference to what's the frequency, Kenneth? Okay. Have you ever heard of this? No. Uh, so this is the story, Eddie. So in 1986, Dan Rutherer, a, uh, a journalist and a TV host... Uh, was attacked by a deranged man sc- screaming at him, Kenneth, what's the frequency? Uh, so it was a bizarre encounter that happened to him. Uh, so someone chased him. I'm just going to sort of summarize here. Someone chased him and, and kicked him and kept repeating the question over and over again. You know, what's the frequency? Uh, he had no idea who this person was, no, no idea why I was attacking him, um, other than maybe trying to mug him. And uh, and that was it. And um yeah, the guy left him alone until years later, uh, the guy who attacked him ended up killing a stagehand on a, on a TV station um, in New York. It turned out to be the guy that did it. Uh, but the phrase, what's the frequency, Kenneth? I don't know if you recognize that at all. Not at all. From the REM song. What's the frequency, Kenneth? Oh, yeah. yeah so the, the that. phrase had actually become, it had sort of become synonymous. Uh, with uh, with what happened to that guy, I'm not sure if that's what uh, Josh Weeder was playing on, but it had been referred to plenty of times in in pop culture of what's the frequency, oh, okay. um, yeah, and and uh, in uh, TV sh- and other TV shows and uh, graphic novels, um, and yeah, most famously the REM song, what's the frequency, Kenneth? That's okay. what the song's called. <laughs> So yeah, it was quite, it's a bit of a, a bit of a rabbit hole for me. Um, so the guy was yeah charged and he was uh, uh, sentenced and yeah he got released in 2010. So but yeah, what's the frequency, Kenneth? So that's what that was all about, <laughs> and that was my rabbit hole. Okay. Uh, oh, uh, did we have a blood ties? Oh, that's what you were saying with the, the name of the episode. Yeah, uh, I think that just had to do with. Uh 
bloods being tied like together. Be, being kin. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. That blood kin, that family isn't always about blood. but Like yeah. family ties, blood ties. Sort yeah. Of thing. Yeah. Your blood ties. Blood ties generally means your family ties. Mm. Um, yeah, and yeah, Jed Whedon was a writer on Oh, uh, on Spartacus, Jed yeah. Whedon, yes. Yeah. Um, okay. But the other big thing that Stephen S. Tonight did mm. was Daredevil and you just like lost over it. it oh, like, I was just reading all that. He was like, so, was yeah. like the showrunner for, yeah. for Daredevil. So. Yeah. yeah, it's a pretty impressive resume, i got to say. Like all these shows I've, I've watched and heard of so yeah tip my hat off to him for that one uh yep so that's it for me eddie uh should we get into question time yes yes we should answer the question all righty jared uh which character was your favorite in this episode uh, I liked Glory, actually. Yeah, we actually see a bit more of Glory in this episode and how completely unhinged she actually <laughs> is. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. And Yours too, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, which character do you love to hate in this episode? I did write down Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, keeping I, secrets and everyone. I think you can because she is. She had did make a few bad decisions. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. She's not always right. She's no. not. She's not perfect. Yeah. So unfortunately, yeah. Even though Dawn was, but that's just Dawn being Dawn, I guess. But you know, Buffy can do better. Do better, Buffy. I w- <laughs> I went with Dawn because I'm pretty sure this episode or parts of this episode is why the fandom. Just really don't like Dawn. How does she go on the um, on the con circuit and stuff like that? Does she? No. No? Not at all. Right, okay. Like, as I said, she's not a fan favourite. She gets worse and then she gets better. Yeah. Like, you've got to... <laughs> but she's not cashing on on those cons or anything like that? No. Or she kind of distanced herself a bit from the... No, I think she did actually end up getting a bit more of a actual career. <laughs> well, I've seen her in... Would she be in... Uh, she was in like she's in shows that you'd never watch, okay, like right. Gossip Girl <laughs> and Weeds. Like she does sort of more. Well, those shows are some time ago, aren't they? Or um, like look, I know she's still. Oh, Gilmore work- Girls came came back, didn't it? Yeah, like yeah. look, she's still she's still working. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she more does like those CW teen kind of TV shows that you would never watch in yeah. a million years. <laughs> uh. LOL moment. Uh, I did like Spike complaining about his uh, wet fingernails paint, <laughs> fingernail paint. His wet nail polish. Yeah, his wet nail polish or his <laughs> fingernail paint. So, so, yeah, the fact that he sits around in his crib painting his nails. Yeah, and you see he hadn't finished them all too. Like yeah. some of them hadn't been done yet. Yeah. <laughs> Look, that's what he was doing that day. Yeah. He was painting his nails. Painting his nails day. Yeah. <laughs> Though I thought he went out to the salon to get those done. So. Yeah. The all-night salon, the 24-hour <laughs> salon. <laughs> yes. Maybe the salons are open late mm. in America. I don't know. <laughs> um, well, some of them are. Uh, no, mine is, mine is also Spike. Uh, but it's him turning up to the birthday party with that same mangled box of chocolates. 
that he uh, beat the mannequin with. Oh, like is few, that the same one? Yeah, with a few <laughs> episodes back. It's like it is all, it's all mangled, yeah. And the fact that he just shows up. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, Favourite fight scene? Uh, the Buffy Glory fight scene was pretty good, I think. Um, everyone had a go at her. Yeah, yeah, every, everyone. Coord- um, coordinated. Yeah, she. I think she has learnt the whole... Don't get hit. <laughs> um, so, yeah, she doesn't completely get her ass kicked and Willow and Tara manage to take her out of the picture. Yeah. Um, Can they just, like, teleport into a, into a fucking mountain or something? Yeah, you'd think so. Or maybe they could just teleport her into another dimension. Or into space. Yeah. Like to Mars. Yeah. But as Willow said, she was just like, I'm working out the kinks. Hmm. <laughs> Well, that'll take care of her. I mean, she can't get back from Mars. Well, I don't think Willow has control over where she's yeah, okay. sending her. That That's the kinks. <laughs> Still working out the kinks. Where'd you send her? I don't know. That's one of the kinks. Because that was also my favourite. Yeah. What would be the f- worst place or the most inconvenient place she, she could teleport her to? Um, where she could just suddenly appear? I'd probably like go to Antarctica. Or maybe like at a gathering, like like some sort of weird, in the middle of a hurling match or so, curling match or something like that. Like she just appears on the ice as in like the curling the <laughs> granite okay. thing. I was thinking like teleport her to Antarctica where it's going to take her a while yeah. to get back if she doesn't freeze. And she mm. might just freeze. Mm. Yeah. In like, a frozen lake, yeah. Yeah. She might just freeze to death before she can get back. Um... Favorite scene? I like the Spike Dawn mischievous scenes running yep. off together, having a little adventure. Side side quest. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um oh like where they're in the magic shop. Yeah. And he's like, you know, where do you learn to write? The tiny ants. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, mine's the Spike calling out Buffy, trying to blame him for something that she did and not taking the pleasure he normally does. Mm. And it's the whole, oh, yeah, here it comes. Something goes wrong in your life. Blame Spike. Newsflash, Blondie. <laughs> if Kid Sits wants to grab a midnight stroll, she'll find a way sooner or later. I just thought it should be safer with big old Big Bad looking over her shoulder. Buffy says she shouldn't have found out like that. Spike replies... You didn't think you could keep the truth from her forever, did you? Maybe if you had been more honest with her in the first place, you wouldn't be be trying to make yourself feel better with a round of kick the spike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he has a very, very good point. He does. All right. Least favourite scene. Uh it's the dawn sulking and oh the eaves eavesdropping again. I think I said that <laughs> last week. Eavesdropping. <laughs> oh, is it the one where she she hears Buffy saying she's not my sister? Yeah, she's, yeah, yeah. She she hears she's not just eavesdropping. She just hears part of the conversation without the context and yeah, yeah. Runs We've into been her down room, this road already. Destroys all her diaries and yeah. Um, and then oh yeah, that's right. She sets she sets them on fire. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. Oh, oh and she cuts herself too, a bit of um, 
self-harming there too. Yeah, but so. she nearly also burns their house down. <laughs> I'd be more pissed off about them trying to burn the house yeah. down. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I always have to go with the whole, get out, get out, get out. <laughs> <laughs> Got to do the little squeal. There's like a little squealy. Oh, I hurt my ears. Um, I like my ears. Yeah, the bratty little sister. Mm. <laughs> um, and she even um, the way that she also spoke to her mum as well, like you're not my mother. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. If my kids spoke to me that way, uh, there would be some unpleasant consequences. Yeah, it's a bit nasty, isn't it? Yeah, I think also there's some of those scenes with the gang and Dawn as well. A kind of cringy to watch. Yeah. Like, and you're going, you make a real pretty little girl. Like, a lot of that stuff was a bit annoying. And then Xander, like, tickling her and, yeah, it's... it's... Uh, Why did you tell them, Buffy? Yeah, <laughs> I know. Oh, I know. Yeah, we have, yeah. Um, all right, favourite quote? Uh, mine was Dawn and Spike. Uh, Dawn's like, geez, lurk much? Spike's reply, I wasn't lurking. I was standing about... It's a whole different, different vibe. vibe. Damn it, that was the exact oh, was one. It? <laughs> and I didn't put any backup ones. Oh, oh it doesn't matter, Eddie. Well, it's a good line. It's law, it's the vibe, and uh, no, that's it. It's the vibe. Um, we could have the same one. There's nothing wrong with that. All right. No, there were some funny ones that he was saying in the magic shop, like when he's reading out. Recorder and Niblet. Yeah. <laughs> Guessing they're talking about you, Nibblet. <laughs> when Dawn stops reading the book and he takes over, and then because she's realised that she's the key, yeah. and then he keeps reading, and then he's like, "Ah, oh. <laughs> takes him a while to yeah. to cotton on." And he's like, "Ah, yeah, you're you're this powerful being, mm, the key." Ah, uh, who gets the wooden spoon? Uh, I gave it to Tara. Yeah. Yeah. Why? She didn't do anything. Oh, yes, she did. She helped Willow with the spell. Uh, she helped. <laughs> <laughs> she also know. was one of the w- ones that, that um didn't act super fucking weird around her. Yeah, I guess. Um, I don't know. I just had to pick someone. I just picked her. <laughs> <laughs> I can't well, remember about much what she did in this episode, mm. so I just gave it to her. Well, I went with the Knights of... Yeah, I, I was, was going to go the Knights of Knee, but we didn't last week, didn't we? I think so. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just always going to give them. I just the figure they're going to get it a lot, so uh, <laughs> they're just always going to get the wooden spoon because they are completely useless. Yeah. Um, they keep saying they're this big, powerful army, um, mm. but they seem pretty useless and powerless in comparison to Glory. Like they seem to have no hope against her. Yeah. Even with mass numbers, she looks like she'd well, they, still they can go in first and they can be the front frontline infantry. <laughs> frontline infantry. <laughs> frontline infantry. Yeah. Except that they're not working with Buffy, they're working against her. Hmm. Well, Buffy's over there near the girl with the red dress. <laughs> go get her. Well they're kind of working against Buffy and like they're they have the same goal, but they're just going about it differently. Mm. Well, look, them and the Watchers Council can go handle it. <laughs> well, they could work together, but no. The Watchers are out there watching still. Still not. Who watches the Watchers? <laughs> yeah, but still not helping. No. All right. And 
who's the MVP of the episode? I gave it to Willow. Yeah. Yeah. She saved everyone's ass with the teleportation spell. So that would have been pretty fucked without it. Yes. Definitely. So I think, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I will give a little honourable mention to Dawn. As much as she is annoying in this episode. Mm, yeah. Uh, she does find out the truth of her, about her existence. Um, and she gets new information about the key. Like she works out to go to the psych ward and, yeah, she does her little – she's smart enough to do the little Black Widow interrogation and find out, yeah. you know, what does what does the key look like? What is it evil? <laughs> <laughs> like what does it do? What does it open? Yes, yes. These are very good questions. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm kind of like, yes, uh, we'd like to know. Yes. How does it work? Yes. How does all this work? Um, and and I, and and I'll also give a few little points to Spike as well because he was looking out for her. Oh, being the big brother. Being the big brother, and he without, and he without the tickling. And he wasn't even doing it to impress Buffy as well. See, <laughs> more out of boredom, like, oh, this could be fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like he all wasn't right. doing it to win points with Buffy. Yeah. Like, like oh, this could be fun. Yeah. So wasn't doing it. Yeah, he wasn't doing it out of his own for his own personal interests, which is weird because he doesn't have a soul. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and that's all I've. Oh, hang on. No, I've got one more. Well, you can't give everyone an MVP. No, 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 no. I've got one more question. Oh, oh, yep, yep. Yep. What do you rate this episode out of ten? Oh, the final question, of course. The rating. Um, out of something from the show. Yep. I gave it five. Uh, partially dried. Fingernails. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I give it five out of ten damaged chocolate boxes as birthday gifts. <laughs> I ate some. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I ate some. I'm sure there's none in there. I don't think there's They're any. They're all melted in there. and crushed and <laughs> so how are you doing this thing? Oh nothing. <laughs> Uh, all right, Eddie. All uh, right. Oh, it was a long episode. Uh, so I think that about wraps that up now, doesn't it? We got yeah, nothing much more to say. Well, let's just uh, play the uh, play the outro music right now. Well, I hope you've enjoyed listening up to us tonight. We are Nerd Subculture. My name is Jared. I'm Edwina. And if you want to support the podcast, what can you do, Eddie? Oh, you can find us on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. There's a Facebook group. Uh, there's an e- um, you can email us at nerdsubculture.com and if you want to help out the podcast, please follow the link tree on the socials to our merch store. Yes, yes, please do shout like. It's all good. It all yeah. helps. Makes you feel good. All helps. Yep. Yes. All right. Till next time. Take care. Bye. Bye. moments. I'm having a woman's period. <laughs>